Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cheat Sheet Edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and if you're not already familiar, well, it's week 18 of the NFL regular season. It's the final week of regular season games before the playoffs get underway, and wow, are we in some turmoil. This is uh, usually the Cliff Notes version or companion to our pregame show that myself and Brian E. Roach hosted yesterday, and that was a, that was a fire show, so go check it out. It was the best show that we did all year, and uh, I'm actually kind of thinking that might be the only show we did all year, but we've got a lot of news and notes, and it's not just with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but some of the scenarios or scenarios surrounding the rest of the games that the Steelers need for uh, in order to make the postseason. And the big one on deck right now is the Bills and Bengals. The NFL declares it a no contest. It's basically canceled. It will not be replayed. We did not have that information in full when we went to print, so to speak, on air yesterday. So I've got it for you in right now. There's a whole lot of convoluted uh, scenarios, scenarios that end up playing out of that. And you can go check that out on the NFL site. Really, the ones that are kind of messed up is Cincinnati doesn't really have a chance to play for a one seed, but Cincinnati has by default won the AFC North, much to the chagrin of the Baltimore Ravens and their organization and fan base. But if those two end up playing each other in a wild card situation, there's going to be a coin flip to determine who may have home field. A, a coin flip. We've seen how that turned out when Jerome Bettis and shoot, it's going all the way back to that Detroit Lions game. Thanksgiving uh, back yonder, right? So uh, the Bills might still have a chance to be the one seed in the AFC. That depends on if the Kansas City Chiefs can take care of business against the Las Vegas Raiders. They play Saturday night, so the Bills don't play until Sunday, so they won't know their fate until then. But I have a feeling that they're still going to be pepped up. They're still going to be hyped up and excited uh, as best as they can be. They know that uh, Damar Hamlin now, he's talking to people, he's FaceTiming, he's in good health and uh, all of her thoughts and prayers and every everything that's been sent, all the good vibes his way seems to have worked out. So that's uh, really great news as part of this update too. And I think the Bills will be wanting to win one for Damar. So that's what the Steelers are going to need along with a little bit of extra help when we talk about the Steelers playoff situation. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have to beat the New England Patriots and the uh, New York Jets also have to beat the uh, Miami Dolphins. So the Steelers will still need to take care of their own business in home, in house against the Cleveland Browns, the eight and eight Steelers, and they will be hosting the seven and nine Cleveland Browns on Sunday. But a lot of these games kicking off and playing at the same time and the Steelers. Well, we'll get to some like injury news and notes at the end of this, but it seems like Jadavian Clowney, he is not a happy camper. He was sent home and will not be playing in this game, which pretty much leaves Chase Winovich, who has a start two weeks ago against the Saints with the Cleveland Browns, uh, because Isaiah Thomas is out as well. He's a reserve defensive end, usually backing up Miles Garrett. So Chase Winovich has been seeing more time on the field. Clowney made some comments. He said, I pretty much uh, don't want to be back here next year. And he feels that everything is uh, centered or geared towards Miles Garrett. And it just sounds like more of the clown show, pun intended, with Clowney and the rest of the Cleveland Clowns. I mean, Browns. So, uh, you know, 
the former number one overall draft pick, a guy that's considered, I wouldn't say he's a premier pass rusher, but he's at the very least maybe a threat when he's on the field. He's not, he's, you know, man, not always your average Joe out there, so to speak. He's played for a number of teams and bounced around, but the guy's an NFL starter, at least to that degree. So the Browns will be short because he's been running his mouth, running his yapper over there. And you, when you need a little bit more help, who else can you call but the gift that keeps on giving? And that gift will be Joe Flacco starting against, well, he's starting for the New York Jets instead of Magic Mike White. And Joe Flacco might be able to give another gift to the Pittsburgh Steelers, provided that the Miami Dolphins can't really get anything done with their rookie quarterback, their third stringer, Skylar Thompson. It's going to be Joe Flacco versus Skylar Thompson with not only the Dolphins' playoff hopes lying in the balance, but also the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff hopes laying in the balance because the Jets have to win that game for the Steelers to have a chance. So the Steelers have to beat the Browns. The Jets have to beat the Dolphins and the Bills have to beat the Patriots. So now you know who you need to be a fan of. Uh, been informed as well that the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, will also be painting the number three on the 30-yard lines in the Buffalo Bills colors, outlining it for DeMar Hamlin as part of some of the special circumstances and uh, I guess you want to say pomp. Uh, I, I, there's not a proper word for it, right? Pomp and circumstance, anything like that. It sounds insensitive, but you just know that the league has DeMar in mind and they're doing some special things um, to acknowledge him this weekend in various many games. I think there's going to be like a moment of silence and there uh, any fields that want to participate in this, of course, with Mike Tomlin's link and uh, DeMar's link with Pittsburgh. It makes just a whole lot of sense for that to be going on. So that's going to be kind of cool. You're going to see that in several of the games. Players can be wearing special warm-ups. I think the Bills have something specially prepared for this game as well. And if you're looking forward to um, watching this game anywhere, well, good luck if you don't live in these immediate areas that are shaded in green. There you go. Uh, obviously Northeast Ohio on down through like, you know, Steubenville and into parts of Kentucky, West Virginia, almost the entire part of West Virginia, uh, unless you're out in the, um, the region that's near eh, out in the Baltimore DC area, Delmarva and whatnot, where they're going to get the Ravens game, uh, Pittsburgh on over to Scranton. And then this goes down through parts of, uh, North and South Carolina. And that's about it. If you're in Raleigh, you're not getting this. Anything in red is going to be this. I mean, no surprise whatsoever, right? The Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots game, uh, is going to take front and center based on what had just happened. So that game in particular, you're going to see that just about everywhere. Uh, other than the other shaded. So the Steelers and Browns shaded in green here. Um, that's about it. You're hopefully lucky to be able to cover, uh, catch this one on television. Heading on out to our injury updates for this game. There's quite a few of them. And we already mentioned a few, but the Steelers, they only have one player who is officially ruled out for this one. 
Uh, that will be Trey Norwood, who hasn't seen a whole lot of playing time to begin with. Deontay Johnson looks like he's fully healthy. We've seen Najee Harris with a full practice. Arthur Millette, full practice. Mika Fitzpatrick and Miles Jack are both questionable. Miles Jack tried to give it a go on Friday, so we'll see if he's able to play. He's been he's been dinged for almost the better part of a month. Wouldn't surprise me if he's limited in the game or maybe uh, break glass in case of emergency type of situation. Alex Highsmith was a full practice after uh, tweaking his ankle on Thursday. Uh, Kevin Dotson with a shoulder, full practice each of the last two days. Cam Hayward was resting, and Larry Ogunjobi, as we guessed. Good old Larry, the warrior that he is. Toe injury, practices like once a week. So he's going to be out there. He does not carry a game status. Only Micah Fitzpatrick and Miles Jack are questionable with Trey Norwood out on the Steelers side. So if we take a look over at the um, Cleveland Browns, Jack Conklin, as we may have alluded to in the pregame, he is out. His backup is a former uh, name that uh, is familiar with Steelers fans, former Steeler, uh, Chris uh, Hubbard. And yeah, we're going to see how Highsmith and maybe TJ Watt can feast. Uh, there's some unspecifieds on here, but the only ones that really carry the designation, if you're following the Cleveland Browns newswire, is also Isaiah Thomas, in addition to Jack Conklin, is ruled out. Jadavian Clowney did not practice on Friday. We know why. He's not going to be activated. I don't believe it's he's an actual rule out in this set of circumstances, or maybe the news dropped after they uh, submitted their injury reports as they're required to do by the league. By the way, Amari Cooper and Miles Garrett, who were on this um, injury report earlier, those were both rest situations. Dearness Johnson was limited, third down running back. Denzel Ward hasn't practiced all week, but does carry a questionable designation for this game. A lot of people are questioning as to whether or not that the, the former first-round pick should be playing in this. This game really doesn't mean a whole lot for the Cleveland Browns as much as it does for the Steelers. Uh, and that, that about does a wrap for us on the injuries. Mm, the bigger ones are on the Browns side versus the Steelers for a change. And the Steelers, they head into this game uh, at, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, All-time. They lead the series 77 to 61 and one. The Browns last one. The Browns last one on a lot of these all time. Uh, they won on Thursday night, September 22nd of this season. That was week three with Mitchell Trubisky as the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. The Steelers with a big win last year and Ben Roethlisberger's farewell game on January 3rd of 2022. That was a 26-14 victory. In the playoffs, the Steelers lead the series 2-1, but that last one still might leave a bad taste in the mouth of Steelers Nation and some of the players who are still there. And that was the wildcard loss, 48-37 on January 10th of 2021. Browns have won two of the last three games that these two teams have played so you got to think there's a little bit of pride on the line here, at least on the Steelers' side for the most part. Mike Tomlin enters this game, 162 wins, 93 losses, and two ties in 16 seasons with is uh, unblemished. Never had a losing season record on the line here as the Steelers are 8-8. Eight and eight. Also, um, to see who is going to be in the basement between these two teams in the AFC North. Uh, Steelers at 8-8 eight and eight could climb to 9-8 and eight and maybe, perhaps, as we said before, be in the postseason, but the best the Browns can do is be 8-9, and nine, and they would hold a head-to-head -head sweeping the Steelers in the season and would be third place in the AFC North. The Steelers, 
they're not accustomed to being in last place whatsoever over the course of whatever. I think I have to go back. I don't even know how far. 1999, when it was the old AFC Central under Bill Cower, when the Steelers finished 6-10 and for the last time that the Steelers have at least finished fourth. And that wasn't even last place in the division because there were six teams. You had the Houston. Huh? Were they still the Houston Oilers back then? Uh, they may have been converted over to Tennessee Oilers or Tennessee Titans. And then you also had... Uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in the old AFC Central, too, before there was realignment back then as well. Uh, maybe the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Brain fart there. 1999, that was when the Cleveland Browns came back, so that's why there were six teams in that division. And you have to go back even further. The last time they were fourth of four teams in, in a division, very last in the bottom, goes back to Chuck Knoll in his 1988 Pittsburgh Steelers that finished Five and eleven. So the Steelers haven't been in the basement, but twice in whatever the old AFC Central or the newer alignment AFC North since 1988. Just 1988 and 1999, the year that the Browns returned to the league. Um, just absolutely wild. They were the Tennessee Titans, by the way. Jaguars were the cream of the crop back then in uh, 1999. They were 14 and two. The Titans were 13 and three. The Ravens were eight and eight. Steelers were fourth at six and ten. The Bengals were four and twelve that season. And the Cleveland Browns two wins in their like inaugural reboot in 1999 when they came back after the whole move when uh, the original team and Art Modell took it took them over to Baltimore and renamed them. So a little bit of uh, a history lesson for Yins that are out there. Let's see. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, he's entering this game. We're wondering if he could be potentially on the hot seat with the Browns. He's now 25 and 23 overall in his third season. He would be 25 and 24 with a loss. Not that much better, though, at 26 and 23 with a victory. He has two wins and three losses head to head against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game, of course, Sunday, as I mentioned, January 8th, 1 o'clock, being played at Acrisure's Stadium. Over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, PA. This is covered on CBS, by the way. I will throw uh, the image back up all in green. CBS, Paramount Plus, NFL Plus. If you're in the green, you're going to be able to watch it. If you're not, you're going to have to find some nefarious means in order to do so. Locally, of course, that's carried on KDKA, Pittsburgh's Channel 2. Greg Gumble on the play-by-play, -play, Adam Archuleta with the color, and A.J. Ross is your sideline reporter. If you have the Sirius or XM satellite radio features, Sirius will have the Steelers call with Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley. Missy Matthews and Max Starks on the sidelines on Sirius 156, XM 231, and on the internet, that will be uh, call number 8. 26. The Browns are on 159, 386, and 807. This information is up every Saturday morning, at least the, the day before game days over at SteelCityUnderground.com. Your referee is Cleet Blakeman, who I don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about, and uh, I'll leave those type of airing of grievances to the show that aired yesterday. Uh, let's just say Cleet has not had the cleanest of games when it comes to AFC North opponents. Uh, Browns are averaging 21.7 points per game to the Steelers, 17 and a half. We had also mentioned that the Steelers are over uh, a touchdown more since the bye week over that 17 and a half is largely skewed from the first portion of their season. Uh, that means that the Steelers are tw considered the 29th, I guess, worst offense 
in the National Football League. The Browns are in the middle of the pack with 16. Defensively, they give up the 18th most points. Well, the Steelers only give up the 11th most points, but the Steelers are also giving up only 13 points since the bye week. There is a huge difference between the two, so the Steelers climbing above uh, 20 points per game and averaging out about 13 that they're giving up on defense. If my math is correct, if that's not Go back and check the other show out. We've got it. There's little things if you're on YouTube that you could zip along and find that particular chapter of our programming uh, for that episode. So passing yards, the Browns are 22nd in the league to the Steelers 24th. They are the sixth best, best bleh, breast <laughs> run or rushing attack, but they only have a half yard more of their 147 average per game over the season. The Steelers since the buyer averaging 146 and a half, but over the course of the year, the Steelers at 120 in the middle of the pack at 17th ranked in the league. Defensively, the Browns are seventh against the pass, 25th against the run, whereas the Steelers flip that on its head. They are 21st against the pass and seventh against the run. The leaders on these two teams, Jacoby Brissett, you might see him in some special sub packages, but Deshaun Watson, the new starter who had been suspended for uh, all, all the way up to, I think, week 13 this year for off the field stuff and hadn't played for the better part of two years is now the starter there. So uh, Mari Cooper is the main target and focus of the uh, Cleveland Browns offense. When they do decide to throw the ball, he has 76 receptions. 1,109 yards on the season and nine touchdowns. Nick Chubb is their leading rusher. He has 1,448 yards on the season with 12 touchdowns. On the Steelers' side, Kenny Pickett, 2,209 yards passing with six touchdowns, complemented by Deontay Johnson, who has 84 receptions, 844 yards, but a touchdown is still eluded him. If I had to make a bet, he's going to get that touchdown in this game. He doesn't want to finish the season without being able to do some sort of celebration. Hopefully everyone else joins in with him. That will probably be Najee Harris, who is just 46 yards shy of topping the century mark this season. No one would have ever thunk it when we were watching throughout the beginning portion before the bye week and even a little bit after he has six rushing touchdowns on the year. The Steelers have been bad at home. Three and four, but the Browns are also bad away. They are three and five on the year. Steelers are a minus two and a half for the Vegas odds with a 40 flat, 40.0 over and under for this game. That about does it for me, folks. I think I got it all in here, even though I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought we, I was never going to be able to fly through all of these various many uh, topics that were here. Let's see if Joe Flacco could beat Skylar Thompson, Jadavian Clowney. Happy trails. Steelers, you need the Bills and the Jets to win, but you need to get your job done as well. Standard is the standard. Mike Tomlin may finish this season nine and eight. A lot of people feel that it may be one of his finest coaching performances over the, over the various many years that he has been at the helm of the Steelers. I can't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I, I hope the players don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be thought of as the guys who lost or had the Mike Tomlin's first losing season. You know, Kenny Pickett, TJ Watt. There's a lot of pride there. Uh, Cam Hayward. So there's some veteran leadership there. Uh, I think the Steelers are mostly healthy. They're chomping at the bit to try and get in the postseason and make sure that Mike Tomlin ends up um, with a uh, above 500 record and not below for the first time ever. And just one more uh, little note here. Here's the rest of the NFL schedule that's coming up for week 18. Of course, the Saturday games, Kansas City Chiefs and Las Vegas Raiders, early afternoon, 4.30 Eastern. These are all Eastern time zone times. 
And 8-15, you'll have what's essentially the AFC South playoff game. There was some talk about chatter whether or not the owners and the competition committee would add an eighth seed to the AFC playoffs. That could have really uh, screwed around with some things, may have ensured the Steelers, as long as they won, actually got a spot. It would kind of be almost a participation trophy type spot. They would have got rid of the uh, bye weeks, which... um. Speaking of, there is a neutral site scenario if the Bills or Bengals end up in the AFC Championship where they may not play that game at Buffalo, Cincinnati, and or Kansas City. And the owners all approve that. That's pretty crazy. The larger lot of these games are all 1 o'clock games with the exception of some of your West Coast teams and the um, NFC East. That would be the Giants-Eagles. Uh, Cowboys and Commanders, and then you also have the NFC West with the Rams and Seahawks, the Cardinals and the 49ers, Chargers and Broncos. Their game uh, doesn't hinge anything here. Broncos are firmly out. Chargers uh, result doesn't have any effect on the Steelers whatsoever. So those are all 40-25 kickoffs, and then you got your one-night game, no Monday night game this week. The Sunday night game will probably be for a playoff spot. Packers win, and they're in as well. They've had a late-season resurgence just like the Steelers have. Ladies and gents, thank you for supporting Steel City Underground. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Hopefully, uh, we'll continue to add some new features here to the site, to the show, as you've... Uh, no, no doubt seen. I try and keep this cheat sheet show as short as possible. Let's hope I get to do this again next week. But until next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good. Here we go. And we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.